Welcome to Elevate, the masterclass where we dissect the elements of exceptional achievement and lifestyle design with a focus on personal growth and real estate investing. Now, here's your host, Tyler Chesser. Elevate Nation, welcome back. This is Tyler Chesser. I'm so thankful to have you here and I'm blessed and grateful to be sitting with Chris Prefontaine. Chris, how are you? I'm terrific. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for being on. And uh, I know you got you got grit and uh, love the shirt. If you're watching on YouTube there, it's got an awesome shirt there. So we're going to be talking about grit. We're going to talk. We're going to be talking about hustle strategy, you know, mindset, routine, systems, tactics, so on and so forth. I mean, we're going to cover a lot today in this show with Chris, you know, somebody who's an expert. I mean, we've got a lot to cover. We've got a lot of ground to cover. So I want to go ahead and dive in. But before I do that, I want to welcome back Elevate Nation because it's time to take it to another level. I have no doubt that we're going to do it today. And this is the show where our mission is to identify and apply how the best of the best raise the bar personally and professionally to achieve greatness in real estate, investing, and beyond. And again, like I said, we're going to talk mindset, habits, routines, systems, tools, and strategies, and so much more from an individual like Chris, you know, so you can elevate to a life without limits yourself. And this is a masterclass for leaders and those looking to achieve uncommon results and purposeful outcomes through real estate investing and ultimately in their lives. And if you appreciate what we're doing on the show, we'd certainly be grateful if you subscribed, if you gave us a rating, a review, it helps because our goal is to reach millions and millions of people with this message that you do not just have to live a life that you tolerate. You can actually live a life of fulfillment, of joy. We're actually going to be talking about what's the difference, you know, between a fulfilled investor and a non-fulfilled investor today. So we'll dive in deeper there, but we believe that this is the avenue through personal growth, through real estate investing, through creating systems in your life, you can do anything you want in your life. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So with that said, I'll, I'll stop on my soapbox and I'll introduce Chris Prefontaine, who is a three-time best-selling author of Real Estate on Your Terms, The New Rules of Real Estate Investing, and Monika Sawyer's Real Estate Investing for Women. He's also the founder and CEO of SmartRealEstateCoach.com and the host of the Smart Real Estate Coach podcast. Chris has been in real estate for almost 30 years, and his experience ranges from constructing new homes in the 90s and owning a realty executive franchise to running his own investments, commercial and residential, and coaching clients throughout North America. Today, Chris runs his own buying and selling businesses with his family team, which purchases two to five properties monthly. So they're in the trenches every single week. They also help their associates and students do the exact same thing across North America, working together on another 10 to 15 properties every single month. And having been through several real estate cycles, Chris understands the challenges of this business and helps students navigate the constantly changing real estate waters. So with that said, obviously we're in constantly changing waters for sure. So welcome to the show, Chris. Tell us a little bit more about yourself behind the bio. Yeah, I mean, so the big thing with what's going on now, I think I'll I'll just address that um, because that bio, frankly, was written, Tyler, as you know, pre-COVID and the system that we buy under and teach was designed way pre-COVID but with market fluctuations in mind, because I got my head kicked in in 08 and we said, okay, we have designed something here that can weather the storms, clearly not knowing what was coming up, right? So uh, that's how we built it. We built it to not deal with banks and, and not to use personal money and not to personally sign on things. And, and so it's, it's, it's relieved a lot of stress, let's say that, during all of this. And we're right now this beacon to, to help buyers and sellers because the banks aren't, right, as you know. Yeah. And I mean, I think the, it's so important for us to all recognize that when you're preparing to succeed in real estate, you got to be preparing for a long career because it's not a get rich quick scheme. It's not a, you know, overnight success story. I mean, every overnight success took 20 or 30 years, right? So how are you going to commit for the long haul? So tell me about that. Tell me a little bit about your journey and how, you know, you've, you've been in the business for 30 years, but why'd you get in the business and, you know, what intrigued you about real estate and how have you navigated the, the constantly changing waters? Yeah, you, so you said something interesting. You said that uh, over the long haul, my wife said to me about maybe a year ago now, she said, it took you 50 years to figure this out. Like what, <laughs> what, what gives? So, you know, all the bopping and weaving to, to a couple of your points, you said like four or five cool things there. Um, people do think it's overnight or do people do see the late night commercials and say, oh, that, that you know, million dollars tomorrow. But then that pisses everyone off because then it doesn't happen. 
So we try to along and, and along my journey, I try to spit back what can go wrong. It's actually a chapter in my book, what can go wrong so that people go, okay, it's not all fluffy. Here's what might happen. And then they can navigate and that way you can also uh, manage your expectations. Uh, as far as my journey, um, and you can go back to any part of it if you want, but there were snags along the way. There was the, uh, in the early nineties, that was a cycle. Um, then there was, uh, obviously, uh, 9-11 comes to mind. The, my son's accident, uh, he, he was in a snowboard accident, was in a coma. Doctors said he wouldn't walk, talk, or eat again. So these are all curveballs, and then 08 happened. So these are all things you learn from and, and, and tweak, and luckily, after the 08 one, we said, if we're going to go in, I was so spent, I almost didn't want to go back to real estate, but if we're going to go back in both feet, full, full on, how are we going to do it? And so we totally re-engineered everything to, to luckily what it is today. But in hindsight, that was great. But you couldn't have convinced me of that during the mayhem of 08. Right. Crazy right. Enough. So it forced you to get innovative, right? And resourceful. And, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and so now the way that you approach real estate is a little bit, I would say, perhaps unorthodox to a certain degree. I mean, you're not just buying deals for cash or you know doing your standard financing. So talk to the listener a little bit about your strategy and what you developed through that challenge. Yeah, so we buy everything on terms, and that to us that means a couple things. I'll keep it basic, but we, again, we can dive back into any one of them. We buy on either lease purchase or owner financing or subject to existing financing. So real brief on each one. The uh, lease purchase is simple for a new investor because literally $10 written into the agreement, so we never have any pullback. Hundreds, if not thousands, of deals done. And so it's simple. Let me give you an example. Um, let's, there's all kinds of scenarios, but let's say someone that owns a house worth three hundred grand. I'll, I'll use the round numbers. They owe 250. Uh, we go to them and say, look, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, you may not have sold on the open market because we get a lot from expired listings and for sale by owners. But let's say we could get to that 50,000 that you have in equity if you sold. Uh, at the end of a lease purchase term of let's say three years, we'll give them their 50 grand so they protect that equity if they can wait. And then we pay off their mortgage. Meanwhile, their mortgage is less because we've paid the payments over time. Uh, owner financing to us, Tyler, means debt free. We, we talked mostly, so it's a niche in a niche, mostly debt-free uh, owners who are not stressed financially, who will be willing to take payments over time, and we do principal only. So think of that, principal only every month, no interest. You hammer down your risk immediately uh, to any market hedge, any market change. And then third is a little more advanced, so we can do it at a different time maybe, but it's subject to existing financing. So I buy their home, but their loan stays in their name. And so with the 50 or 60 properties we control as a family company, not counting students, we're not on any loans and never will be. Well, that's a different strategy than having, I talked to an investor the other day who called us looking at a program and said, well, I'm only on four loans. I said, it's four too many. You're on four loans where the banks can call that at any time and you can't control it. So I don't know if you want to dive into any one of those, but I could go deep on any one of them. Well, yeah. I mean, I think, um, you know, one of the things that I think is important is to approach the real estate market, whether you're in a bull market or a bear market, so to speak, you know, and say, all right, well, how am I serving this particular seller, right? If I'm trying to acquire a deal, it's all about what are their interests, right? So tell me about, you know, because I, I had this question recently from actually a client who said, hey, look, I'm trying to acquire a deal and I want to I want to get seller financing. I want to, you know, be in a position to acquire the deal in that capacity because I only have a limited, you know, amount of equity to bring to the deal, but I think I can add value, this, that, and the other. So, you know, how do your clients or how do you advise clients to approach those situations? Is it to ask questions, listen more than you talk? I mean, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, you nailed it at the very beginning and that is, uh, you, I say this, you're never a salesperson. Like people say, how do you convince this? You don't convince anyone. You do what you just said two or three different ways, which is you find out what they're either paying, because some of it is paying, or just their goal. When you're debt free, you don't have major pain. You're just either trying to get top dollar or you're trying to do some estate planning. So yes, ask questions, find out their motivation, then provide a solution. Now, what does that mean? That's kind of open-ended. Well, we, I already said we have three or four ways we buy. We have different terms, we have different ways we can structure it. So I want to know what's best for both of us so that this thing is long-term, it's open communication. Um, let me give you an example. There was, we, already, we already did this deal, so I'll use it. We, we did a deal in Pennsylvania with a student that the gentleman was debt-free. He had on the market with a relative for like four, let's call it 420, round number. Couldn't sell it. Fall was coming and in our market. That's sort of important to wrap things up for the winter for a lot of people mentally too. So he wanted to go to Texas to be with his five kids. Okay, well, that's some good motivation. And he didn't want to budge on his price, so he wasn't willing to give it to a realtor and say, blow it out. He wanted his price. 
So we said, all right, Randy, we'll give you the full 420 that you would have got, and then you had to pay a realtor, so you're gonna net more if you can take it over time, and we paid him $1,500 a month, principal only. So we, we were able to, that's why you're able to pay top dollar, because you get that reduction. And so we are always looking to solve their problem. It's like um, you go to an auto body, you go to an attorney, you go to an accountant. They don't sell you, they say here's the fix, right, or here's the solution. That's all we're doing. So take all that, you know, the wall of the stress away of how do I convince someone? You don't. You learn how to the skill set. You become the expert, and then they either seek you out or you seek them out and find out how you can fix it. This episode of Elevate is brought to you by CF Capital, a real estate investment firm formed by myself and my partner Brian Flaherty, where we invest in multifamily real estate communities across the Southeast United States. If you'd like to learn more about our approach, our mission, our acquisition criteria, and how you can learn more about future opportunities, visit cfcapllc.com. Again, that's cfcapllc.com. That makes sense. Yeah. So what if? So what? What do you do in the situation when a seller says, "Look, I'll do that, but I need principal and interest," or do you um, say, "Hey, look, we're giving you your price. Now we need to negotiate here on another factor of the deal." Right? You do say how you said it, and then other other thoughts are these. Like we had a seller yesterday say to one of my students, I don't want to do on a financing because I don't want the headache of filing the form every year for, and getting taxed on the interest income. And he said, good news, we don't pay interest. But let's flip it. So let's say I, I did say I'll pay you 420 in principal only, and he said I need interest. So okay, if you want to claim that little amount every day, uh, every month, every year, I will tweak it to, to what you said and change the price to include my interest factor, that's all. Uh, here's another strategy though, it's really cool. We took a house that we had a four-year term on. It was a small house, 183.9. Each year, we said to the owner, in, during Christmas time, which is when people typically need money, hey, how about if we prepay some more principal, not a fee, just we prepay some more principal, six grand in this case, to get a year extension? They said yes, two years in a row. So a four-year deal went to a six. The, the next year, they called and said, hey, will you do that thing again? And we said, we got another idea for you. How about this? How about you've never gotten any interest? They're retired, so they're just collecting the checks from us. We said, how about if we add 4.2% interest, I think it was the number, and we'll extend this 15 years. Their accountant wrote back like within 24 hours of all the reasons why it was good. So we took a, a no interest deal for six years and turned it into a 21 year deal, adding 15 years with interest. You can do all kinds of things like that. Or you can say year one, no interest. Year two, and tear it up. Done that too. All different ways of doing it. So just going back, I mean, just reviewing, you know, really the, the concept here, it's about identifying the pain or the goals and mm -hmm. finding a solution, right? We're, reverse engineering a solution there and communicating. So, you know, I, I feel like one of the biggest probably hurdles that you have to a certain degree is, is just educating sellers on the process and, and perhaps why, you know, this is beneficial or why this helps solve their pain. Because most people are saying, look, I just want to sell, you know, I just said I want to sell and they're not willing to listen. So how do you overcome that sort of, you know, those sort of challenges? A couple things. Um, first of all, that's very common response. So I say to people, here's a script, here's a practical script. Yes, Mr. Mr. Sell, that's what 99% of the sellers want to do. However, and then I just give them a reality pill. Reality pill pre before COVID was about 62 to 82% of the buyers in your market can't get financing today. Like they need our vehicle because that's who we put in there. People that need time, we help them. So I plant that seed. Why? In case they have a light bulb go off right there or in case they can't sell, they're calling me back. Now, that was pre-COVID. Now that we're during this different climate, I will tell you that we critique calls for students. We hear live calls. Almost every seller says to the investors that we're teaching, well, yeah, you know, I can't sell now. They all think they can't sell now. So emotionally and illogically, they're reacting and all we got to be is the authority that shows them, no, you can. Here's how you can. One question, Mr. and Mrs. Seller. Can you wait for your cash that you have in there? Or if there's no cash, it's very easy conversation. But if they have equity, can you wait for it? Or do you need to go buy a house right now? In which case, you probably discount it and move on. And 33 to 36% of the people say, yeah, I can wait or tell me more. And that's, so that's a long answer. But good question because you get that all the time. It just depends on the market you're in right now. So why is this the approach that you think is, you know, the best way to operate in a recession and or, you know, a, you know, a rising market? I mean, tell me about that. Why, why do you think that this is the best approach? Well, a rising market's great no matter what for anyone, right? I mean, that's, right. that's the easy stuff. It's the flat and the, and the downward trending. Flat's a great market for terms deals because all we're doing is paying down principal all the time. So that doesn't even need a long term. 
The only challenging market is a downward turning, so right now. So what happens? We just look to get longer terms from sellers. So whereas standard language might have been 36, 48, 60 months, now standard language, and sellers are accepting it, is five, seven, and 10 years. So do I mind if I have a 10-year deal, and let's say we did a deal, we say owner financing, $1,270 a month. 10 years of that, okay, 120 months of principal pay down. I don't care what the market does in that time frame. I got a lot of principal pay down. The house, a lot of these houses will be paid off or very close to it. So longer terms in a market like this. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. I appreciate you giving us a look behind the curtain there. Uh, Chris, I'd love to know, I mean, just somebody like yourself who, who does so many different things and really who's grown such a substantial business and, and is now serving so many different clients from the coaching perspective and you're still getting after, I mean, in the trenches of acquiring so many deals on a consistent basis. I mean, have you always been so driven like that? I mean, tell me, give me a little bit of a look behind the curtain there. I mean, have you always been a driven individual from that capacity or is there some story behind the reason why you're so uncommon? Yeah, good question. Um, I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't call it uncommon, right? There's a whole bunch of people that did a lot more than me, but I think I've always done, I, I mean, real estate's never boring. So I've always been driven to do, to do creative deals and to do more in it. Um, the second it becomes boring, I won't be doing anymore. And that won't be the case in real estate. Like one of our students said today, um, gosh, I had this curveball. I said, you're going to get another one next month. And next month, like there's just real estate. So I think I've always been, been driven to do more and just to create lifestyle. And then it became a new level though, Tyler, when we started coaching. And people don't get this until they coach. But like even our students who made certified coaches, they start to go, now I know why you do it. Because two things. One is it drives me even more to stay ahead of the curve is the best way I can say it so that I can be the best for them. So then I have to be good. Like you have to keep your saw shot. And then secondly, um, to see someone go, in most of our students' cases, they didn't have experience. Some do. And they, they come to us for an add-on. But a lot of people have no experience. So to see someone go from A to Z, that's beyond what I can say that, that you gain from a deal. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's totally different. Until you do it, it's hard to explain in words. But, but those are, that, that's why I think it, that's what keeps me going, I'm sure. No, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, when you see the lights come on with clients, and I, I know this myself as a coach for real estate investors, is, man, there is nothing more fulfilling than to see the pieces start to come together and the results start to happen. So I'm totally with you there. And, and it's amazing what you can give and what you can also receive in the process just by giving to others. And uh, so it's an amazing community to be involved in real estate and to give back and to, and to help people grow and help people, you know, create the life that they've dreamed of, you know, because I don't know about you, but my whole life was, I was always told that, Hey, look, you know, go to school, get good grades and get a good job. And, and if you're lucky, you know, you'll retire by your by the time you're 65. And I think a lot of people are recognizing perhaps that maybe that's not the way. And, uh, you know, times like these and challenges like these remind us that, you know what, we've got to step up, we've got to elevate to the next level. So I appreciate you sharing that. You know, one thing I do think is really interesting about some of the, you know, the content that you put out and just really who you are and how you show up for your students is you talk about, you know, the gap, you know, the, the time from taking a course then to, you know, actually connecting or, or creating results. I mean, could you talk a little bit more about that? Because it does seem to be something that, you know, maybe not enough people are talking about. It's like, look, we all want to consume, 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 but it is about taking action. It's about, you know, creating results. So what have you seen in terms of, you know, how has that impacted people that have come to you and what's the difference in terms of, um, you know, what you've created for your, your students or your clients? Yeah. And you and I are a day late. So I had my bridging the gap shirt on yesterday. Um, <laughs> there you go. We, we're doing a whole theme on this and, and I'll answer the question because it's awesome timing. The, our whole event in the fall is, is bridging the gap. So here's what it means to us. Okay. It means you already said what it means as far as the time from, from when they take a course to the time they do a deal. But why is that? Why are we like so driven with that? Because I've been at real estate for a while and you go on late night TV or you go on the internet now and there's a lot of mismanaged expectations. And so people are being disillusioned. And it, it, there's even, I, it's not worth to say the name, but I was on a podcast like this, and the host told me about a program, and I was blown away, where the gentleman was marketing, great marketer, but never did a deal and selling a course. That's it. I just don't get it, because you're not going to ever do a deal with that person. So we're trying to, we are in a big way bridging that gap for people to actually do a deal. Now we put our, we put our plan in place to support that. That's just not just jabber. 
our mission, so company has a mission, we have purpose, we have values. The mission is to create 1,500 transactions around North America with students. They know it, we post it, and it's all about transactions and, and then what we call TTFD, time to first deal. Like these are metrics tile that we track. It's not how many QLS courses can we sell? Yeah, they all gotta have that, that's our base knowledge. Okay, that's cool, but now how many transactions can we do and how quickly? And so that's what we're all about. That's like everything we do. So let me give you another example. So you make decisions every day about revenue and other decisions, right? Challenges. So we, we had a decision once, hey, let's do a mastermind. Like that'd be cool, sell tickets to mastermind and my son-in-law came in like the next day after we already launched this thing. Like we had the copy done, we had everything. And he said, you gotta cancel it. I said, why? He said, it's not what our mission is. How is that creating transactions? It's a one day event. And he was right. It wasn't hands on in the trenches, even though we could have made money from it. So we canceled it. So that's an example of we stay true to the mission and that's getting deals done and bridging that gap for people. Yeah, and I think that's a perfect example of creating client relationships for life because the central theme of your mission is to deliver results. So I love, um, I love that. And I think it's a, it's a message for everybody listening right now. It's, you know what, are we just making money? Are we making short-term money off our clients or are we creating a difference for them? So maybe that's, uh, maybe we're speaking to somebody in particular today. So I appreciate you sharing that. Tell me a little bit more about how you've raised the bar in your business. I mean, you're talking a little bit about mission statements and just, you know, clarity of vision, you know, purpose. Um, you know, talk to me a little bit more about what you guys are doing to raise the bar in your business. A couple of things. We called it uh, doubling down when COVID happened. We said, look, now's the time, guys. Like, we got to bear down until our students, we did a thriving in chaos series. We're, we're raising the bar in a few ways. Every um, trimester, we do an offsite meeting as a company. Uh, we've had a, this year, we hired a facilitator to come in and help push us so that we can keep raising the bar with respect to goals, with respect to, okay, how do we get to that 1,500 transactions? How can we get there more quickly? What are the systems that have to put in place? Prior to, let's say, I can think exactly, prior to January of 18, I didn't, we didn't have the ability to scale or the knowledge to scale. I've always gotten to like that million mark. A lot of entrepreneurs can, I'm not watering it down, but a lot of them can get there by muscling, right? By doing more emails, more calls, more this, more that. But to scale past that, it's a different ballgame. It's from seven figures to eight figures, different ballgame. So we had to engage uh, people who've done it. Um, so the answer is we raise the bar each trimester, each year by saying, what's next? Like, do we need lead gen this year? Do we need scaling? Do we need marketing? Do we need, what do we need? Do we need social media? And then we engage two or three different groups or coaches. Every year we do that. And then we each have in the team what we call specialized training. And that means in addition to the group training that we know as a company we need, what are you doing personally? Are you reading a book? Are you taking an online course? Are you going to a course? Everyone, and we pay for it. So we all raise the bar company-wise and personally by doing that. There's always someone, success leaves clues, right? There's someone out there that did this. Just go find them. Yeah, I love that. I mean, you're talking about instilling a culture of personal growth, personal development, right? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, how would you say that you're pulling your folks into that rather than pushing them, so to speak? You know, is that is that just the DNA of the people that you've chosen? Or is there any any clues, as you mentioned, I mean, successfully it's clues, as you uh, just so astutely mentioned? Is there anything that you would uh, say there in terms of developing that type of culture? Yeah, that's a good question. And you know what it is, is buy-in. It's buy-in to the mission so that you're not pushing, they're pushing you. So how do you get to the mission that there's a bunch of buy-in? The mission wasn't in January 18, when I went to that program, the mission wasn't, okay, I came back from a seminar and here's our values and here's a mission. Do you guys okay with that? And they just follow it. No, the mission was, here's what I talked to the consultants and the coaches and the mentors about, what do you guys think? And together we designed went from six to five, but we designed the five values along with the mission, the purpose that we all agree on. So now it's buying to that mission and then it's decisions that are made that support that mission and those values. That's it. Once it's established, I'm not going to say it's easy, but it's simple to follow. Buy-in and you're really establishing that buy-in just through communication and just being clear with your people and allowing their input, correct? 100%. That's key. So the feedback we get, like I'll send out on purpose as, an, as, as a CEO and owner, what are areas I can improve? What are things I'm doing that you like? What are things I'm doing that you hate? And the, and the feedback's excellent, but, but the feedback's always, I love that you allow us to give feedback and weigh yeah. in on the decision. 
No, that's awesome. I appreciate uh, appreciate you sharing that because, you know, one of the biggest things with, I think, success in real estate is building a great team, you know, and uh, really it comes down to buy-in. It comes to, into communication. It comes down to really creating a culture of excellence because, you know what, we can't train you to do everything, but you can, you know, buy in to understand that, hey, you know what, if I commit to myself on a daily basis, I can not only create some better output personally, but I can create something larger through the vision of this team. And so I just think it's exciting. And, and I think uh, we all have the capacity to do that. And we're all a leader in our own right. So I appreciate you sharing that. You know, one of the things that you've talked about as well is how you've, you've really kind of suggested to folks that they need to be committed to, you know, their own sort of coaching, I guess, direction for a certain level of time, you know, because you, you look at folks across the industry and, you know, everyone wants that new piece of candy, right? They want yeah. this new course. They want this new, you know, direction, this new strategy or whatever it may be. Um, talk to me a little bit about that. I know you've mentioned perhaps even you recommend 36 months directly, you know, three years in commitment with one coach one mentor. Can you talk a little bit more about that? You know, it's impressive. You, you've studied my stuff because your questions are dead on and, and I, that, I appreciate that. Um, 36 months. Okay. First of all, I call it shiny objects to your earlier point. They, and in real estate, it's super easy to get distracted with those. So here's, here's a formula, I think, and the 36 months ends it. Find which niche like gets you going. Like you said, what drives you? Find which niche gets you going, gets you excited that you can attach to. Uh, I, I get excited we can affect generations of buyers and sellers that didn't know they could do this, right? So that's cool. So once you find that niche, then find that person that can help you. And why do I say then follow them for 36 months? Because if you commit, like if you came into our program time and you said, you know what, this looks good, like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it for six months. I'd say don't, like don't, don't do it. Could you imagine if you and I started a company, this is the best example I can give with 36 months. And you and I are in a boardroom and we get this cool plan and we, we, we invite all the investors in, we're raising whatever, three, four million. And we do the whole plan and they go, oh, that sounds good. I'm in. I'm going to invest in you guys. And then you go, awesome. So we're going to give it a shot for like six months or so later and how it goes. <laughs> out, out of the room. No. So why would you do that to yourself? Why would you cut your own legs off? Say to yourself and say to your coach or mentor, you got me for 36 months. Let's do this. Like this ain't going to be easy. Um, one of the books, I think it was Darren Hardy, said it's like walking on glass to be an entrepreneur. Okay. But at the end of that, it's amazing. So if you do that, do I think it's going to take you 36 months to do a deal? No. No. I think it's going to take you from 70 days to 365 days. Somewhere in that range, you'll do your deal. Once you do, it'll pick up momentum. As long as you commit up front to the 36 months. Long yeah, answer to a good question. No, shiny object syndrome is something that I think all human beings, we have to fight, right? It's like, okay, yeah. that looks really interesting, but I've got to stay committed here. And there's such a difference in trying and doing and committing to, you know, one, one, one phrase or one concept that I'm so fond of is just defiant commitment. No matter what, I'm going to make it to my goal. I'm, you know, I've put it on paper. I've looked at it every single day and I've committed myself to say, look, it's inevitable. It's not only possible, but it will happen no matter what. And so I think, you know, really this is the process. It's committing to, you know, a certain amount of time and, and, You've said 36 months. Is there science behind that or that's just really kind of the parameters no. that you've seen? That's No, sense? it's, it's no, no, <laughs> that's simple answer. Um, look, I'm, I, I'm saying this, but I don't want to come across like I, I have this master. I'm the worst at this. So the kids are great. Like my son-in-law, Zach, who's the CEO now, and my son, Nick, and Kayla was not even actively involved in the company. They'll go, what, like, what are you doing? That's too much. Like we got these things we're working on because I just want to throw all this stuff at them. So I'm not the expert at it, but what I do know is it'll help if you, A, do that, and B, put the team that, to have, keep you in check. Yeah, no, I love it. And in times like these, it reminds you that you're thankful that you've been pushing the envelope in so many different directions because, look, there are some things that may struggle uh, in a time like this. So I don't know about you, but um, there's times where I'm very glad that I've thought bigger than the average individual um, because, you know, it just is what it is. I mean, there's a watermark that uh, sometimes we go down to. So um, it'll be interesting to see how, you know, other investors shake out of this, this whole situation. But I'd love to know, what do you mean? You know, one thing I've heard you say a few times is that there's a unfulfilled investor and there's a fulfilled investor. And one of the things that we're so fond of with this show is that 
through real estate investing, through committing to personal growth uh, constantly and never ending, you know, improving yourself, you know, you can reach fulfillment. You can live a life of joy, of happiness, you know, of abundance and elevating to a life without limits. So tell me a little bit more about what you mean by a fulfilled and unfulfilled investor. Yeah, what comes to mind, it's not something I've vetted out a ton, Tyler, but what comes to mind is like everything we've talked about kind of and I email about and that is the unfulfilled would be I'm not on a trail. I'm not seeking out someone that already did it so that I can just follow that. I mean, it sounds simple, but it's not easy. It's simple. And the fulfilled is the complete opposite. Everything we've talked about. Okay, I've picked a, a track to run on. I have someone that hold my hand and, and bat me back on that track. It's not going to be easy, but I can do it if I stay with it. And then the, it, it grows. So the fulfillment is it grows and grows and grows. What grows? Your income, your personal development, your mental game, like all of it as you go because you gave it time. That's what I see. That's what I visualize when you say that, fulfilled versus unfulfilled. Yeah, no, and, and that's the that was the, I guess, process for myself is that I was seeking financial abundance, financial freedom, you know, financial independence and all these different things. But what I learned through the process is that who I became as an individual was much more fulfilling than all of those things. And so maybe that's the, the shiny object that I was chasing at that time. And it's interesting because I feel like that's a similar path that many people, um, you know, really experience themselves. And so I just think it's, it's, it's a question that maybe everybody listening should ask themselves is, is what I'm doing fulfilling me today? Because at the end of the day, you know, we're all seeking emotions in our life. We're seeking, you know, a set of life circumstances. So are you being fulfilled by what you're doing? And have you committed long enough, you know, to see if this path is going to work out for you? Because if it's just been six months, you know, yeah. you may need to continue to commit and persist through that. So I appreciate that very, very much. Why do you think it's important for real estate investors to hire a coach? Um, I think there's the coaching aspect and there's a the community aspect, but the coaching aspect is simple. I'll tell you pointedly that there's two times I get batted around. One was 08, as I mentioned, and the other one was in the 90s. And guess what? I figured this out like a year ago. Those are the only two times I didn't have someone to go to. I'm not going to say just a coach or just a mentor, but a, a board of directors in your mind or three or four trusted advisors or friends of family, someone that you can trust that you're going to go to when crap happens or challenges happen and I didn't have it. So I think it's over the top important. If you're aggressive, look, let me clarify. If you, uh, anyone's course, but if you took our course and you never called me, okay, you'll do fine. You'll, you'll do deals. But if you want to get into what you just said, the mental game, the development, the community, that's important right now with, with COVID and everything else. Like that takes a coach and someone that's been there because there's, there's coaches and there's coaches that have been there that can actually just go, here, here's the trail. Here's what I did. Just do it. Um, I think it's super important. It, again, if, you have, if you've got aggressive goals, I'm assuming you, you and your listeners, clearly they do. And so I would say it's over the top important. I, I can't imagine not having at least one at any one time, meaning you might have an accountability partner, a coach for your real estate. You might have a health coach. In my case, I'm following a program on YouTube now. So there's always that, the, the, the mix of coaches, always. Are you someone who's seriously looking to elevate your life your business, your real estate portfolio, your cash flow, your deal opportunities, your access to opportunities, your network this year. Well, if that's you, then I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com because I'm currently opening up a few coaching spots for people like you who want to close the gap from where you are to where you want to be and really, you know, expand that beyond your wildest dreams and explode your business, explode your deal opportunities, explode your vision for what you're looking to create. If that's you, I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. I really have to tell you that this is not for everyone. This is only for those who are decisive. They're committed. They're willing to do whatever it takes. They're willing to invest time, energy, and resources into themselves to get to where they want to be and to live a life without limits, to elevate to a life without limits, which is really what we're all about on this show. If that is you, again, I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. Again, that's coachwithtyler.com. Oh, there's a lot there. And um, I think there, it takes a lot of humility to, you know, to find somebody who's going to help guide you, you know, because you're, you're admitting that you don't have all the answers. And I think you and I would probably both agree that neither of us have all the answers. 
perhaps there's something that we can share with someone else that helps them sort of, you know, capture a new opportunity or avoid, you know, another failure perhaps. But I do think it's so important for folks to at least consider, you know, what are your opportunities or what could your opportunities be if you surrounded yourself with someone who's committed to you and who's, you know, who's thinking of, well, what's the one deliverable here? It's not just me to collect, you know, a fee from you. It's for me to help you get to the next level. So I appreciate that. Tell me one thing, one thing you mentioned there that I thought was really interesting is a mental board of directors. Is that something that you subscribe to yourself? Um, just over the years, directly and indirectly, I have. I know some people rely just on that, especially if they can't have a coach yet financially. That's a good piece to do. So it's kind of like, what would so-and-so, what would they direct me to do? Mm -hmm. uh, that's like the, the lowest rung or, or added on, like a tack on to, a, to an already you know, existing coach. But let me say this. This is a good question because it made me think of this. Um, we do, I don't ever say anything unless I did it, right? I don't bring anything. I don't bring a guest to a, a mastermind call. I don't bring a guest to a Zoom call. I don't bring a guest to an event unless we've hired them and said, "Wow, that was cool." Now let's bring them to the event and have others learn from them. So, example: uh, Tony Robbins' son, Jarek, is my personal coach now. I've been with him six months, uh, five and a half months. So now I said, man, he's effective. So now I'm going to bring him to the QLS event, but not until I said, okay, I'm in for another six months. Um, Zach, my son, I hired Dr. Amanda and said, okay, my mental game is like, I need work. Like we're, we get it. Like everyone needs the same stuff. Right? So then he brought her to the community of associates we have. And they all said, oh, thank you. That was great. But we don't just throw them in there and go, Hey, this looks good. We're going to make some money off this. Right. Not at all. So actions speak louder than words. Ask your coach. They tell you to do something. Well, did you do it? What was your result? Like, check them on it. Yeah. No, I love the testing it before you give that to someone else is so important because yeah. how are you going to know? I mean, otherwise, and, and if you're playing the long game, you need to be doing that. You need to be patient as well. Um, I really appreciate that. You know, one thing that I find so interesting about the mental board of directors, you know, I learned this from Thinking Grow Rich from Napoleon yeah. Hill. Every single evening before you go to bed, it's like, you know, visualize yourself with your board of directors surrounding the table. You know, what would they tell you about your day? What did you do right? What did you do wrong? You know, what sort of feedback is so interesting the feedback that I get from Ben Franklin every evening. It's right. absolutely profound. And so I would highly recommend, you know, folks who are listening here, just consider it. It may sound woo-woo, it may sound absurd and bizarre, but if you start to visualize and you start to let your mind work, it's amazing the infinite intelligence that you can tap into. So uh, I think it's so interesting and it's, it's, it's absolutely profound. So Chris, tell me about how are you investing in yourself? Obviously, you're investing in coaching, you're investing in your own growth, but what else are you doing to invest, whether it's time, attention, so on and so forth? What, what are you doing today? Uh, in addition to my personal coach that I just mentioned, that's, that's more, that's not more, that's all on the personal level. That's not real estate, even though he's got a great business mind, he's around some great business people, it's more personal. So same as I said earlier, on the, on the business front, okay, who this year is going to help us propel? So we follow Taki Moore, elite entrepreneurs, and on the personal level, it's Jarek. And then I'll tell you what's free for a lot of people that I'm doing. I've been doing it for years. It's free. Get an accountability partner. You know, I, I've been with one, Stephen Westner, for, gosh, two and a half, three years now. Every Monday morning, this is simple but effective. Every Monday morning, 15 minutes, no social talk other than, hey, did you have a great weekend? Boom. You're in, now you're into accountability mode. And it's what were your biggest wins for last week, your biggest losses, your biggest aha moment or moments, and any fixes based on those. Like, what are you going to fix for the week? And then they, then they give you their, yours, uh, theirs. And then, boom, you're gone and running until next Monday. Um, I, that'll take that board of directors at night and then put it into play in the, in the morning. You got to share that now. Here's where I think I screwed up. Can you hold me to it? That type of thing. That's awesome. And it's just the power of, you know, people around you. It's holding your feet to the fire because I don't know about you, but you know, when, when, when challenges come, you know, the path of least resistance kicks in for me, it's like, well, you know, I don't, I don't have to do that. But if someone else is holding me accountable and I've got to have that call, you know, a little bit later in the week or whatever that may be, I think that is super powerful and everybody can do that. Right. It's, don't have it's to the think. weirdest thing, Tyler, because we're both running businesses that are like doing well and we're busy, super busy. But we'll both come to the meeting and laugh and go, oh, man, I just did this yesterday. I knew you were going to ask me. Like, it's that simple. Accountability is powerful. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's the other thing, too. It's like the spike, right? Right before the accountability yeah. meeting. It's like, yeah, I just got it done. But who cares? You got yeah. it done, right? Yeah. 
and it's the same too with partners and with team members, you know, even if they're not your superior, you know, they're yeah. still watching you and you still want to be the leader, right? You want to still do what you said you were going to do. You not only keep your promises to yourself, but to others. And I think that is powerful because, you know, action is really the key in terms of making progress in your business or in your life. So I love that. And, and as you mentioned earlier, success leaves clues. I could not agree more. Um, who else do you sort of model your business and your life after? I mean, are there any role models that you've you know looked up to over the years? I'd be remiss to, I'm, I'm sure I'd leave out too many good names, but like I do the books the same as I do courses, meaning, all right, like what am I working on right now? What am I going to improve upon? So right now we're working a lot on brand and community. We have, there's a lot of cool communities. I'm not so naive to think we're the only one, but we've got a community we call Wicked Smart Community. They're like family, not just because of COVID. I'm saying way before that. They are like family. They hang out on Slack every day. They help each other. They support each other. So so I'm looking at how can I improve that even more? It's one of the things I talked to Jared last week about. I said, my community, we have this high level called High Six. I said, my High Six students are really cool. Like They're like family. And I said, but how can I improve it? This is just three days ago. And he gave me this survey to do and how to get really deeper into building them to be even better. That So I'm constantly looking to do more with that. Right now, it's community building. I love that. No, I love it. And and so really, it's so interesting. I ask you, who are your role models? And the people in your tribe are your role models. The people that maybe you serve also serve you back in, at, in, at the same time, it sounds like. Am, am I understanding that correctly? Yeah, yeah. That's one of many. One of, especially the high six group. We're very close. There's 19 of us. It's a pretty cool group. But, That's awesome. but yeah, I think uh, if you don't have a mentor now, go the free route of at least an accountability partner. If you don't have a mentor, get resourceful and you can find out how to get one hit. Let me give you an example. After I came out of the crash, I wanted to join this mastermind program. And I said, man, I know I could crush it if I was in this group. So I said to a friend of mine who's an attorney, you put the, the money up, but here's what I'll do. As I do deals, I'll give you 33% of everything I make until you have 100% return on your money. And that's many people say no to that. So that's just going, I can't, but how could I if I, if I was to find a way? And then finding finding a pathway. So get get passionate about where you want to go, and then find a way to get there. I know. I talk to my clients about this all the time. It's a limiting belief to say I can't. Mm -hmm. you no, know, it's how can I? Right? Mm -hmm. How can I afford this? If you're defiantly committed, there's always a way. And so, what resources can you tap in? What who do you need to ask for support, and what do you need to structure to get there? So. Uh, I love that. I really do. And talk to me about, you know, what do you say no to these days? I mean, obviously we've got a limit, you know, we've got to focus. Um, we've got to limit our inputs. What are you, what are you saying no to these days? Um, on a business front, anything that doesn't feed that mission, like the mastermind idea. So since he did that, it was a good movie. Did I'll check myself every time I get this brain, I this shiny object that I got to go do this. I'll say, does it feed the mission? And then deeper, does it feed our trimester goal? that then feeds the mission. So that's on a business level. On a personal level, it's about protecting my schedule, really. Uh, you know, our kids, they're in the business now, and Kayla's married with Zach, and Nick's in the business and he's single. So they're out of the house. So now it's just a matter of creating some, really designing some, I should say, uh, time together for Kim and I. So it's all about either hanging with the community and adding value there, or designing a lifestyle over here on our site. I mean, that's, that's what we're all about now. What are you most excited about these days, Chris? Uh, hitting that mission, to be honest with you, because when we, in the process, you said something earlier that, that said this, but in the process of going for that mission, there are families upon families upon families that will have an effect generationally. One family that thought they couldn't get a home because X, Y, Z happened, we find the path farm, you just affected their family for generations. So in doing the mission, we are just crushing it as far as the generational effect we're having with people. And that's pretty cool. So that's why I said earlier, I won't be bored as long as that's going on and these challenges keep coming at me. I love that. And that's one thing too. I get people will message me and say, man, I just learned so much on the podcast or, hey, thanks for sharing whatever it was. And it just, it really means a lot to me because when people's yeah. minds start to brighten up and they start to get a little bit more clarity that there are other options out there that they can actually take control of their life. And really there are no limits to what you can create if you allow yourself to believe what is possible. It's just so amazing. And um, to your point, I mean, you know, we're not selling snake oil here. We're not, you know, we're not selling things that don't work. We've proven it ourselves and, and we see many others as well. So I just honor that. And uh, I appreciate that so much. Um, you know, one thing that I think is so important, and I, I think you would agree to this, 
is that, you know, to really help those generational wealth sort of creation, you know, and, and long-term changes of families, you've got to commit to your own personal growth. At least that's my opinion. So would you agree to that? Is there anything that you would add to that comment? No, but it's pretty hard. I would, I would agree hundred percent. I would not disagree at all because it's pretty hard to lead if you're not doing it. And guess what? If you can get by and, and, and act like you're doing that, you're going to be called out immediately. It doesn't take much time for someone to do that. And, and on that note, like I don't want to have, when you said something about everybody can and just how can you, let's, let's just address this real quick. In COVID, I know, I get it, and you get it, that there's people depressed, emotionally going sideways. So, so, so please don't catch yourself by saying, and I'm not watering it down, but don't catch yourself saying, yeah, but they can do that because they're not. No, we're all affected. We just said what you said. How could I? I had a two months before COVID, my business manager came to me and said, I know you're going to think I'm an alarmist, but I think you should start to think about remote and all these things. I went, what are you talking about? She was spot on. So we started to say, how could we, if we were to, and we're all working from home and busier than ever, but it wasn't easy. So if you listen to this podcast and you were affected, I get it. There is an answer. Find someone that's doing it. Um, restaurants got crushed, right? There's a guy that was on a podcast last week who had record months in his restaurant because he said, how can I? That's cool. So there's ways to do it. It is amazing. And, you know, times like these, they force you to adapt, you know, like the remote thing. I mean, we, we've, we've moved to remote work as well. And I feel like we're more productive than ever. And, you know, I'm reading a book. I'm actually finishing it right now. It's called Remote. And I bought it. I just it, finished you know, it Sunday. Did you really? Yeah, it's awesome. It is awesome. And they wrote it in 2013. And I think it's so interesting because they were so ahead of their time. But, you know, it's like, what is this teaching me now? What is this failure? What is this challenge? Maybe it's an extreme challenge. You know, do I frame this as, woe is me, I can't believe this happened to me? Or is this an opportunity for me to adapt and create something better than what I had before? Would you agree? Yeah. I love that. I love it. I appreciate you bringing that up because it, it is so important. It's all about your mindset. It's all about how you're framing because it's like what Wayne Dyer said, you know, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Yep. And uh, I think that's so profound and couldn't have been more true. So I want to transition into our rare air questionnaire. It's our rapid fire section. You know, we're continuing to scale the mountaintops. We're continuing to raise the bar and we're not going to stop here because look, there's more families that we can impact. There's more people that can ask themselves, you know, why me, you know, instead of asking themselves, why me, they're going to ask themselves, how can I create more? And, and uh, with that said, I'd love to know, are there two to three, you know, more of the impactful books that you've ever read in your life? And if so, what would those be? You know, it's neat. I mean, I can go back to the year I was married 30 something years ago and, and think of some, but they change every year, right? Cause we're a different spot in our life. So lately, uh, one that I think is a cool read for anyone in business and certainly real estate, but you don't have to be in real estate. And that's uh, behind the golden notches. It's the whole McDonald's story. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's like, there's a bunch of books written, but that's a cool one. That's the one the movie was made off of because it talks about all those challenges. I don't care what business you're in. You go through his book and you hear what he went through. You don't go, oh, I got a little speed bump. I can't do it. Like you go, I can, there's a way. So that was pretty, that was pretty cool. Um, the hard things about the hard things, it was really good because again, blunt to the point. I'm just, that's just my style. You just tell me what, what, what yeah. am I going to run into? Uh, books like that. Uh, remote last week was effective for me. Uh, we already made the change, but it gave me some ideas and said, this is fine. Um, so I could go on and on. Each each quarter is different. I read a lot of books now between that and audibles. Yeah, no, same here. And and I, every time I ask that question, I almost cringe because I'm like, I don't even know how I'd answer that because <laughs> there's so many good books out there. Yeah. And it's all about support beams, right? Supporting the fact that it is possible. You know, like one book that came to mind as you're mentioning about the golden arches was Shoe Dog for me. You know, I love Phil it. Knight, if he overcame everything that he overcame to create yeah. this iconic brand, we can do anything. You know, I mean, the guy's not any different than you and I. Right. So I, I love that. I love that. What's the biggest way that you say that you would elevate your life on a daily basis outside of what we've already talked about today? Um, being accountable to my coach because I'll get a text at 6am going, where's your, where's your reading for today? Where's the heart rate? Where's, where's your work like daily? Did you forget to send it to me? So <laughs> it's elevated my game. So I could say, oh, I, I, I work out twice a week. Yeah, I work out. No, but now it's five days following a program and reporting to him. You know, it's just different. So you can always elevate it. It's here's the question. Yeah, I bought the exercise equipment, but how could you use it better? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I have this routine, but how could you do it better? 
I love it. And it's, it's all about progress, right? You know, progress over perfection. You know, you don't have to beat yourself up. Just move forward 1% daily. I, I appreciate that very much. What's the biggest way that you elevate others around you outside of all the things that we've already talked about today? Um, hope, just let them know they can do it. It's what you said. Sometimes they just can't see it. Um, I'll look at the groups we have and go, what? I, you, you can crush it. Just go, just do this. So I just try to show them the light. And you've showed uh, a lot of light today, and I know that there's a lot more of our listeners who know that anything is possible today, so I really appreciate that. Is there any parting thoughts or words of wisdom that you'd sh- share with Elevate Nation today? No, just what you and I said, you, you can do it. And what do I mean by that? That's broad. Any, whatever, your, whatever your niche is right now, there's someone that did it, find them and seek them out and let's get after it. That's all. I'm, you know, again, I'm not so naive to think ours is the only niche that's cool. Find one and let's get after it. I love it. Find a niche and get after it. Go take massive action. Chris, absolutely fantastic time to spend with you and really appreciate that. Tell the listeners how they can learn more about what you do and, and stay engaged with you. Well, if they can deal with um, listening to me for another hour, uh, there's a free <laughs> webinar. I'm big on free until you find your niche, right? So just go to smartrealestatecoach.com or you can do forward slash webinar and you'll get right to it. Um, you mentioned our podcast already. We actually were pretty open and candid with our material. So on YouTube, Smart Real Estate Coach, there's over 100. It's probably 110 or 20 now. Live deals, like the good, the bad, the ugly. We whiteboard it for you. We show you how they're done. And that'll give you a really cool taste of what we have going on. And if you want, I'll give our book out depending on – this is not put your name in it. Oh, by the way, put your credit card in for shipping. We'll, we'll ship it for free, but right now we're doing electronic. With, with COVID and everybody out of the office, but just go to free, srecbook.com. So S-R-E-C stands for Smart Real Estate Coach. Free srecbook.com. We'll get that over to you. That's the bestseller. Absolutely. And we'll put a link in the show notes there um, for everything that Chris just mentioned. So really appreciate the, you know, you, you offering that for our listeners. And I highly encourage Elevate Nation to take them up on the offer there. Obviously, you know, free content, you know, you have the opportunity of taking advantage of that and taking action on that free content. So encourage you to do that. I also encourage you to re-listen to the show because, you know, there's a lot of gold nuggets of wisdom there. There's a lot of things that I don't know about you, but I'll re-listen to a show and it's like, wow, I didn't even remember this conversation. And uh, I would certainly encourage you to also take notes. You know, one thing that I always recommend our listeners to do is to distill down, you know, what are your top three takeaways? What are your top three items that you're going to take action on immediately? And who are you going to share this with? Because the teacher is who learns the most. I don't know about you, but when I share with someone else, it anchors in my own understanding. And then I have the better, a greater capacity of, you know, making a change in my own business, in my own life. And so I just highly encourage that. And I also encourage you to take massive action because look, knowledge is just potential power. The real power is when you take action on that knowledge and, uh, you know, course correct. When you, when you fail, when you fall down, pick yourself up and say, look, how can I do this? How am I going to create a life without limits? How am I going to elevate? And so with that said, I want to thank you again, Chris, for being on the show and Elevate Nation. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me, buddy. Thank you for listening to Elevate. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to elevate your results by taking immediate action on what you learned. For more, visit elevatepod.com.